Welcome to Featured in 15's Feel Good Podcast. Featured in 15 is a community project where we bring a rich mix of individuals to share their stories in 15 minutes. We've taken the spirit of Featured in 15 and put it into this Feel Good Podcast. On today's podcast, we have the amazing Wayne Hemingway. Insightful, thought-provoking, inspiring, always straight-talking. He's going to be sharing with us about Hemingway design and its social purpose. So Wayne, thank you so much for joining myself and Helen. Pleasure. We can hear you're in Wayne. the great outdoors, which is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's we're due, we're in the middle of uh, we're still in lockdown, um, you know, the C19 lockdown, and um, we're I'm sat out uh, on a balcony with birds singing. I can hear the bird song, but any um, any time now you'll hear uh, if we get any deliveries, dogs going crazy, and then there are. <laughs> Two grandchildren, well, there are three grandchildren in the house, and two, two running, two, two at running around stage. So that, oh, that amazing! Probably, you'll hear that as well, I would imagine. Well, Wayne, part of what Featured in Fifteen is all about is just keeping it real. So this is definitely keeping it real in a time where that we all um, don't have a clue what's going on really. Um, but a lot of people won't know that we contacted you in the infancy of our project because obviously you are. Um, we, we are massive fans of your work and your commitment to bring communities together through so many different dimensions of your creativity. And I think um, a lot of people, especially our audience or and beyond, won't really know those dimensions. So it'd be really great if you can just talk to us about you, really. Yes, yeah, so, well, I'm a co-founder and a partner in, in Hemingway Design. We're a multidisciplinary design agency, which is slightly unusual, but we cover everything from urban design, placemaking, placemaking events, maybe explain a bit more about that later, um, to uh, interior architecture, to brand, to product, to product design, to housing design. And we do it all with a, a social purpose. And we've always had this uh, mantra about design is about improving things that matter in life. We, we never think about a, pro- a project really in terms of the profit that it can generate for the company, although obviously we're intelligent enough and experienced enough for the company to make good money, we think we usually think about: it, is it something that fits, you know, our our social values? Is it is it going to have any benefit to society? And um, and are we good enough to to, de- to deal with it? So and that's that that kind of has, has stood us in in good stead, really. Amazing. And um, during this time, do you, are you busy? Are you busy? Yeah, I mean, we, the company has been. We've been going really for 39 years now. Our first, our first business was Red or Dead, which was a, um, a pretty became a very well, known all around the world um, fashion brand. But it, but it was one again with that was done with a difference and was, you know, always had societal impact values behind most of the things that it, most of the things that it did. Whether we were making our uh, collections in in prisons um, to upskill, you know, it was very controversial at the time to to upskill. Prisoners. It was a life, a life as prison. Whether whether it was banning the French from coming to catwalk shows when they were, when we were supporting, you know, when when Greenpeace were a partner in one of our collections and the French were doing nuclear testing on a inappropriate. Well, I don't think and nuclear testing is appropriate anywhere, but on a on a, uh, a, a an atoll in the in the Pacific in the South Pacific, 
so we've always um you know collections that were about mental health collections that were that were about diversity uh, at a time when those kind of things weren't really um talked about quite as much you know in the 80s and the 90s mm. and and th and then and because of i suppose our background and because of what we do we we don't re we've never really struggled to find projects and interesting projects and we tend to the last few years it's been a case that there's been so many brilliant things coming our way that we've um, we've probably not overextended ourselves but made it so that we're all working at, at flat out you know plus 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 more and and when it came to um, the covid crisis we were you know getting through our work and and delivering amazing work but it, but all of a sudden you have to every project that you that, that you're doing either if it, if it if it doesn't become um you know mothballed for the for the time of you know until we're all back out there and, and the money's back out there to complete these things you're having to rethink you know if you're not mothballing it and the projects that are continuing obviously can't continue blind to what to what's going on in the world so you have to start to to rethink everything and some of them at the scale of the projects that we're doing like this thing called the good business festival which is an international festival about good business about businesses having societal value the scale the scale of the changes that we're having to make you know it was going to be a five-day event in uh, in october and and we're still going to do something in october but and, and we're still going to do something physical in october then we but then we've had to shift part of it to another date but also realize that when we when we when we were doing all the the content and booking all the talent and and doing planning all the marketing and everything for it which is you know and it really is an enormous an enormous world event that was before covid came along so you can't just think that everything is going to go back to normal when we all start to go back to work we're all going to have a mm. a different take um yeah. on on parts of life and business is not going to be the same public sector is not going to be the same travel isn't going to be going to be the same technology is going to have to operate in different ways and so you end up where you think you're going to have to tweak something to actually almost root and branch start to rethink things and that's a lot of work when you've when you've got to do that in a short space of time when you've been working on something for eight months and then something comes along and shakes it up like this and you've got to think right we've got to think fast here we've got two weeks to change this so you're trying to do, you know you're literally condensing months of thinking into making changes in in weeks and it's crazy the amount of work yeah i think that that's the that's the shock of of everyone isn't it is the fact that we have to have instantly become more agile and become so many more things and i think the confusion of you know you know i want to stop everyone from saying we're working from home this isn't what working from home is we're working through a crisis and i think that's a very big difference in in your mindset because i think failure is is very much present in in a lot of how we're working now and i think we have to really just suck it up and say okay well that doesn't work so so what does and it's really interesting that you should say that when you know yesterday was the announcement of a lot of people sort of you know having to think about furlough and what that means to their to their jobs whether their jobs still look the same after this so it's 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 great to hear that you're, you're still kind of trying to navigate around potentials and and possibilities with your projects which is yeah well you have to i mean you know some things things will change the level of how much they change obviously we, we nobody can predict that but what you mm -hmm. what we have to do is to make sure that the changes that, that that happen are beneficial 
for people. And you know, if 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 one of the things if we learn from this that that um, that home working does benefit, you know, in, in theory, it, it should it should benefit it should benefit women who means that you can juggle, you know, you can to an extent juggle having a baby. Obviously, that that could be, that could be a positive. But if being at home cuts you off from from the the human contact that that, that most of us desire, you know, that's you know, that's how human beings have thrived is by getting on with other human beings. You know, it, it could be that that it um, we don't want it to be an excuse for businesses to save money to to shut down offices. Um, but at the same time, there's that balance between you know. If it's beneficial, we've got to do some of it. If it's if it's just beneficial to the to businesses to save money, then we've got to keep it. We've got to keep it. Society's got to keep keep an eye on that, and we've got to think about all the consequential changes. You know, when a you know as as urban designers, we you know as 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 people first of all as people who you know believe in a fair society. Then if if working from, and this is just one thing that's coming out of this. If working from home helps to do that, then great. But on the but if the consequential rebound of that is that uh, it means that less people are working in towns and cities. Therefore, therefore, they're not supporting the, the traders and the independent traders, and it's a further diminishing of of, of takings in an already difficult time for our town centres. And it and it and it starts to halt the kind of nascent um, independent resurgence, independent trader resurgence that's going on in so many towns and cities. Because you know, if the foot flow impacts on that, then then all we're doing is helping one thing but damaging another so there's nothing there's no there's nothing simple in all of this every single action you know has a reaction mm. and um, mm. at the moment you know we're not really as a society at the moment we're, we're thinking about you know and hopefully rightfully so about our health and getting through this but we've got to it's a navigating coming out of it which is going to be i, I think crazily difficult and i'm going to need an awful lot of intelligent thinking that's where I, I sort of struggle with it. I think at the moment is I keep thinking how how what's the exit strategy and what does that, you know, just the basic coming out of this. But then you know, Helen and I were just discussing what will our local area look like after this. Obviously, we hold a live event and that's that's in our local pub, and you know, obviously the pub is shut, but all the other you know places that we go to are also shut, and we just we're saying it's going to be so such a different landscape when we come out of this like the companies that do manage to as you said become creative and find different ways of reshaping their business to to come out of this but there are going to be many many casualties that really don't and I think that's something we we all have to be aware of is that yeah. how can we use it or lose it we have to start being a bit more proactive as well in kind of finding ways of supporting the businesses that, like you said, these independent businesses that really make a huge difference on our local high streets to just our social well-being, I think. So I I myself am, am you know, concerned as to how, how we are going to shape. And I think it is a we. We can't sort of say, oh, it's the, they've got to fix it. We've all got to kind of work together yeah, to yeah. do and it. People have got to decide, you know, that when... Um... That when you know, and, and we will come out of this. I mean, mm. the, you know, we've, there's never been there's never been anything where humankind hasn't come up with some kind of cure, stroke, vaccine, you know, for anything in the past. So we will we will get to a stage where it's safe to, to hold big events again. It's safe to go to your event in the pub and all of that. You know, we, 
we'll get to that whether it's in six months a year or 18 months we'll get to, we'll get there but um but in the meantime you know people have got to decide where you know where they spend their money you know how who they look after how we how we how we nurture a better future we've gone you know we've gone through years of looking at mistakes that we've made you know mistakes like building on on the on the edge of towns which created out of town shopping which damaged our town centers which you know created car environments that were car dominated when we're supposed to be having cleaner air and and uh, in, and and more you know a more sustainable future less oil and all of that kind of stuff and yet and yet we know that the people who were look, are lucky enough to have space and a garden and in a crisis like this probably are in a better position and you know but mm -hmm. are we going to go back are we are we going to go back to to building on on the edge of green belts because because that's good for space when something goes wrong like this or are we going to be intelligent and and keep making sure that we we do intelligently dense urban developments that give up people access to outdoor space and as well as as well as meaning that you don't need a car and and you, you know and, and and we can support and you can support the town center that's just one thing that's just that's just a bit of urban design there's so there's so much more than that you know there's you know how how we you know, how we obtain our food what's what's going to happen what's going to happen with food security and what's going to happen with globalization are we going to become insular possibly probably but but you know are we going to if if there's not going to be as much international travel if there's going to be lockdown of borders are, are is a generation going to start to do the work that we imported labor for are we going to have a, a rush of bright young things wanting to be nurses and doctors hope, hopefully um, you know that mm. that wouldn't be about that wouldn't be a bad thing but have we got the skills to train them you know are we going to get uh, are we going to get people who who actually see the value and then we are we going to pay them properly to to go and farm and get and, and go and do do things that previous generations did willingly and were paid half decently for or 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 or, or is farming or are we not going to pay its way and you know there's just like so many question marks here and that again and and times that by a hundred different industries and you know there's a lot there's a lot of thinking to do but what we can't do is just think everything was right before this therefore let's let's just do business as usual because yeah, it was just return right. to the status quo i, I think yeah, we need to change that was, yeah inequality was growing you know food banks usage was growing mm -hmm. homelessness not coming down um so it's not we've got to try and use this to to reset some things but not reset you know some things weren't aren't broken but some things were i think it's also nurturing creative attitudes to solving problems like you said it's it's to not say okay well everything was fine how it was well actually it wasn't so how do we create change and looking at that in a creative way is something that I think you've certainly done throughout your career in, in many different aspects. How, how do you find, what's your sort of creative inspiration? What drives you in that, you know, in the projects that you do? What's kind of at the heart of it? I know you said social purpose. Is that kind of the driving? Well, it's always been, so for example, the first big project, the first two projects that we did when we sold Red or Dead, so we sold Red or Dead back in the late 90s, and the first two projects that we did, you know, one was at the Institute of Directors, and that, that resulted from me being turned away I had a, a meeting 
there about setting up a new a new business after after red or dead and i turned up there with an open neck shirt well that was that, that i didn't have a shirt i didn't have a, a shirt and tie on and they wouldn't and they wouldn't let me in and um oh. and so the only way i i had to go to the meeting the only way is they you know they lent me a tie to go to go in there and i was just thinking and, we, and, and it's, it's a great story of what happened next, but I haven't got time to tell it now. But we ended up designing a whole new facility for them, where you know, which was more relaxed, you know, which you didn't obviously didn't obviously didn't need to wear a tie. Had a completely <laughs> different different um, ambience to it in every respect, from the food to the sound system, everything that was in there. And and you know, they they managed to attract. It was straight after that they got an increase in membership and and, and all of that stuff. And then our next one was. Um, responding to an art well responding to the national house builders basically building as not fit for purpose housing estates you know and I I wrote an article in the Independent and this must have been back in 1999 or 2000 or something 20 odd years ago anyway and it was about the wimpification and the barratification of Britain and it was attack on it was a naive attack because it's not just you know it's not just the house builders it's the planning system and it's the public as well partly to blame um, about building these, you know, kind of really crappy housing developments and soulless housing developments in in in, in inappropriate locations. You know, it, that that ended that ended up with us working with one of the big house builders and and develop and delivering a, a 750 home estate, which, you know, we'd never designed any um, mass housing before at all. You know, we designed my wife had designed our our own house, but that was it. And yet it won every award that it could win. It, it's it's been just it, it's such a, an amazing place when we go back there and had such a big impact on on the on it's called the states in Gateshead and it's had such a big impact on the town and and it's it probably is it probably still is our I think our greatest achievement as as a as a as a design agency uh, in terms of you know it's it's long term impact and um, people are living in it you know I think mm. that's that's the thing two and a half thousand people live yeah, there and, and every day are, and, are know, experiencing it and also so, it's about you know you know when you think about you know design and stuff it's just amazing that you can diversify like that and but I think that because I remember reading that article and just being really um, that the fact that you say this isn't good enough is the compelling element and actually yeah that's i mean that's what that's what a designer you know you it's not as if you do everything yourself remember there are loads of skills out there so it's not as if we like got on and designed the whole thing there was you know we we found like-minded architects structural engineers highways experts it's um you know it's about you know what what we are really really good at is is having is having vision seeing seeing when something needs sorting out having the vision uh, and the eye to sort it out and then being collaborative enough to to put a team together that that's good enough to to deliver on it absolutely and i think that is the beauty of creativity isn't it because if you look at your you know the way that you do work you know you you started in fashion um you did your degree in geography you know town planning you know and then just and just sort of these things just <laughs> keep evolving out of the breadth of your of your creativity. Just astounding. And I think a lot of people don't actually know. I mean, you know, to last May for my birthday, I went to Dreamlands and, you know, um, incredible place in itself um, and the work that you've done there. So it is. Yeah, just... I mean, that was yeah, that was a, again, a fantastic t- team effort. And and, you know, and that was the dedication of the Hemingway design, you know, Hemingway Design is 
is mainly young people. You know, I'm I'm the exception to the rule in terms of age <laughs> age pro, age profile of it. You know, the the, the partners, the, the young the younger partners are in their early thirties. Most of the staff, the majority of their staff are most of the staff are in their twenties. Most of the team are in their twenties, and and that went and that allows a project like Dreamland to feel youthful and and you know not just looking back but looking forward at the same time. And again, that's a project we're we're really proud of because you know we were there right at the beginning. You know we were we were brought in to, to do the vision by the um, the Dreamland Trust, which is basically the part of the community of Margate. The, the not, you know not not the not the new not the new community, but an existing community there who brought us in and we worked with we worked with them on the vision. We worked with them on you know getting the lottery money that was necessary to to getting the um, compulsory purchase that stopped a Tesco being built on the site and and and, and all of that and so you know and we're still there now we just we've just done the the brand for their hundredth hundredth anniversary of, of, of the uh, of dreamland you wow. know, so and that, that yeah that's and that, and I think dreamland again typifies typifies what we do because it was it was a tough one but there's also there was also very very little money to, to you know what's been delivered there we always say that we got that open for the for the, the same amount of money that Blackpool Pleasure Beach and Alton Towers spend between them on marketing in a year and we got it open wow. for the for the price of one ride that those that those um that those theme parks if they were to build one new ride they would have spent that the same amount of money that we spent on getting that place open and I think that was what actually did come across because when I was taking my kids and I was meeting friends and stuff I couldn't believe how cheap it was, you know, like in terms of like a theme park experience. I think the train ticket down there was actually more than um, the actual dream experience. But I love that all the sort of design touches of, you know, the T-shirts the are just brilliant. And I tried to get a slogan T-shirt, but they wouldn't let me have it. But this one lady, she had um, You Can Floss and she was on the candy floss. And it's just, yeah. you know, elements and touches like that that is what makes design um, work and connect across the board, I think. Well, thank you, Wayne, for sharing so much of your story. Uh, one of the things we like to ask our guests is, what do you do that makes you feel good? So outside of obviously, you know, the work at the moment is incredibly encompassing, I know. But what do you do to sort of take time out and, you know, make yourself feel good? Well, it's a combination, you know, it's uh, it's a combination of family life. I mean, you know, which is never easy to juggle when, you, when you've got a business. But, you know, grandkids, it's been fantastic grandkids coming along, you know, and that's... Um, that's great. Dogs in the family are another good thing, and going running and, and the combination of doing all those together, going for a run with a pushing a running pram with the dogs and uh, not the dogs in the running pram. Yeah, where are the grandkids? They've got furry. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh well, thank you so much for sharing your story of um, Hemingway Design and just your thoughts on what we're all going through right now. I think it's actually really insightful and, and giving a bit of positivity to people right now to know that we will come out of this you know on the other side so thank you so much yeah we will that's for sure and um yeah get some get some lunch in you <laughs> yeah no well it's still yeah it's still even even at, it's 10 past what is it now 10 past 10 when we're recording this so breakfast my little my little cup of cereal was about was at about 5 30. oh, oh my uh, gosh yeah. 
Yeah, it's nearly five hours ago now. And do keep us, we'd love to hear, no, (laughs) do keep us, um, love to hear more about the Good Business Festival and if we could maybe sort of do this again and and keep up to date with all your awesome projects turning themselves around as and when um, we need turning. And where, where can people find out about Hemingway Design? Uh, just go to, just go to our website hemingwaydesign.co.uk simple as that brilliant one m in hemingway yes yes <laughs> my do- i was so eager this morning i know you changed it on screen now so i can see you've changed <laughs> yeah it. don't worry i changed it i was I nearly it. i was nearly refusing to do it because i'll only accept one or three or five i only there can only be an odd number of m's in it oh okay good to know <laughs> i'll keep oh that in God. mind i'll keep that in mind well thanks so much wayne we won't keep you know that you've got um, thanks yeah. so much Good and um, yeah. yeah take care Speak soon right. thanks wayne. so much yeah. wayne See <laughs> bye take care